the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. He didn't see a single person turn to God. After more than 40 years of preaching, not one person responded. And he he watched the city that he loved fall. It just reminds us that God calls some people to live through very difficult things and very difficult times. Uh, not, Not everybody's called. To, to preach to thousands and have 3,000 people saved. You know, he, he has some people live in a difficult season, difficult time. How do you measure success in ministry? Many would base it off the numbers. How many people did you save? Or how many people are in your church? The truth is, it's possible to make many converts to your belief system and pack the seats every weekend, but still have an unsuccessful ministry in God's view. As Pastor Dan will point out in today's message, you can faithfully speak God's Word and follow His will for decades and not witness any visible fruit. But that doesn't mean you didn't succeed. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Lamentations chapter 3 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Jeremiah had a very difficult ministry. Uh, He had a very difficult calling on his life. He was uh, a prophet who ministered in the last days of his nation. And his calling was to call the people to repentance, to turn back to God. And, And he saw that they hardened their hearts to God and they refused to repent. And he saw the judgment of God come down upon his nation ultimately. Uh, and so it was a difficult ministry to be called to. Think about the different, uh, the different people that God calls in the Bible and the different ministries he calls them to. Uh, you think about Philip in the book of Acts and how Philip goes down to Samaria and God used Philip to bring a great revival among the Samaritans. And you read that in the book of Acts, you think, that's, that's cool. I'd like to be part of that kind of, of ministry. Uh, or you think about Peter on the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts, and he preaches a sermon, 3,000 people are converted to Jesus Christ and immediately baptized. That's awesome. Uh, you think about Jonah and the Old Testament. Uh, after some persuading by God, right? Uh, he goes to the city of Nineveh. He preaches one sermon, basically says, repent or God's going to judge you. And the whole city repents. of the city gets saved. I mean, it's just amazing. But you come to Jeremiah, though, and Jeremiah's calling was a different kind of calling. His, His calling was hard. He lived through very difficult times and very difficult things. He suffered. 
because of his calling. He didn't see a single person turn to God. After more than 40 years of preaching, not one person responded. And he, he watched the city that he loved fall. It just reminds us that God calls some people to live through very difficult things and very difficult times. Uh, not, not everybody's called to, to preach to thousands and have 3,000 people saved. You know, he, he has some people live in a difficult season, difficult time. Um, if you remember, again, just this kind of review to Lamentations, uh, the, the first four chapters are written in an acrostic using the Hebrew alphabet. Uh, the first letter of the, uh, of the first sentence begins with the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and then the second sentence begins with the second letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and so on. Uh, and each sentence begins with the subsequent letter. There's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, so 22 verses in chapter 1 and chapter 2 and chapter 4. When we get to chapter 3 now tonight, it's, it's different. Chapter 3 has a different pattern. Uh, in chapter 3, the first three verses begin with the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Then the second uh, three verses begin with the second letter of the Hebrew alphabet. They're probably even grouped in threes uh, in your Bible. They are in my Bible. And so, uh, and so you have three verses for each letter of the alphabet for a total of 66 verses. Uh, I, if you were going to put a title on chapter 3, uh, I, would, I would put the title, uh, The Way of the Transgressor is Hard. The Way of the Transgressor is Hard. That's the lesson of chapter 3. The Way of the Transgressor is hard. God blesses, God guides those who love him and those walk in his ways. God blesses obedience, but the transgressor, the person who rebels against God, the person who rebels against God's way, that person often invites difficulty into their life. And we see that in chapter 3. We see that so much of the hardship that came to the people of Judah and Jerusalem came because as a result of their own stubborn rebellion against God. They, they brought it upon themselves in so many ways. Uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 28, the Lord says, Observe and obey all these words which I command you, that it may go well with you, and your children after you forever, when you do what is good and right in the sight of of the Lord your God. When you, when you do what is good and right in the sight of the Lord your God, it goes well with you, generally speaking. You avoid a lot of hardship by just simply walking in His ways and obeying His commands. Things go well with you. I, and, and you know that's true. There's just so many things that we, we avoid by, by obeying the Lord and walking in His ways. So, Verse 1, Jeremiah speaking, says, I am the man who has seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. Jeremiah says, you know, I saw God afflict his people. I saw what happened uh, to Jerusalem and Judah. I, I watched it. And, and in this first, uh, this first section, of, 
of Jeremiah, or in chapter 3, this first section, uh, Jeremiah really writes from this, the perspective now of Jerusalem. He's writing from Jerusalem's perspective. As we work our way through this chapter, uh, you're going to see the phrase, He has, speaking of God, He has 17 times. This is what God has done to Jerusalem because of their rebellion. God has done this. He has done this. Verse 2, again, writing, writing from the perspective of Jerusalem, He has led me and made me walk in darkness and not in light. Again, the, the theme is the way of the transgressor is hard. The way of the transgressor is difficult. For the, for the person who walks in God's ways, Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. But the transgressor walks in darkness and not light. He has led me and made me to walk in darkness and not light. Surely he has turned his hand against me time and time again throughout the day. Instead of his hand being upon me or instead of his hand being a guide to me, showing me the way, showing me favor, the hand of God was against them. Throughout the day, he says, all all the time, God's hand was against them. Again, the way of the transgressor is hard. You You have God working against you when you rebel against Him. Verse 4. Look at verse 4. He has aged my flesh and my skin and broken my bones. You know, in Psalm 103, Psalm 103 is a wonderful psalm that tells us of the many benefits of the Lord. It begins by saying, don't forget the benefits of the Lord our God. And it says in Psalm 103, verse 5, that one of his benefits is he renews your youth. He gives you life. He gives you vitality. He gives you vigor. But for the transgressor, he has aged my flesh and my skin. He's made me old before my time. Sin steals our vitality. Sin takes life from us. Sin ages us and and you you've seen that you've seen people that have just just lived a sinful life and you can see the age of their sin on their face and the creases and the wrinkles and just the hardness in their appearance aged by sin verse 5 he has besieged me and he has surrounded me with with bitterness and, and woe or hardship, just surrounded with bitterness. The word bitterness here, it, it can also mean poison. I'm just surrounded by poison. Toxic relationships on every side. Bitterness and hardship and woe all around me. He has set me in dark places like the dead of long ago. You know, for us as believers, the Bible says we've been called out of darkness by God into his marvelous light. It says that we were once dead in our trespasses and sins, and God has made us alive through Jesus Christ. He's, he's called us out of the grave, so to speak. 
But God, God set the people of Jerusalem in a dark place like the dead. He set them in the grave because of the rebellion. The opposite. Verse 7, he has, he has hedged me in so that I cannot get out. He has made my chain heavy. The people of Jerusalem were hedged in with no way out, no way of escape. Their, their chains were heavy. Literally, the chains that they had, you know, as they were carried off to Babylon. But, but again, just the way of the transgressor. And so often, the person who is, is living a life of rebellion, they get hedged in into things and can't get out. They're in bondage to sin, heavy chains. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Right? What, what did Jesus say in his first sermon in the synagogue in Nazareth? That he has come to set captives free. Right? He came to break the chains of our sin. He came to take our burdens. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. He came to give us rest for our soul. Even when I cry and shout, he shuts out. My prayer. When things are right in our relationship with God, He hears our prayer. He even invites us to pray. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. God says, call to me and I will answer you. And show you great and uh, and mighty things. But God would not hear Judah's prayer. Because of her sin. Even when they cried out, even when they shouted to God, He shuts out my prayer. In Isaiah 59, it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. God doesn't listen. For the person who is living in rebellion against God, God doesn't hear their prayers. Even if they shout them. They're not going to hear him. The only prayer that he's listening for from the person who is living in rebellion is a prayer of repentance, is a prayer of confession. That prayer he hears. And that prayer he responds to. He has blocked my ways with hewn stones. He has made my paths crooked. Right? What does the Bible say for the believer? That he goes before us, right? God goes before us. He leads us. He makes our path straight. He makes the rough places smooth. But for the transgressor, their way was blocked by hewn stones, by a, by a wall. You know, you think about the transgressor, right? 
They just keep running into walls. Keep running into every, everything they're trying to do. Nothing works. It's all a bunch of dead-end streets. Their path was crooked. He has been to me a bear lying in wait like a lion in ambush. He has turned aside my ways and torn me in, in pieces. He has, he has made me desolate. If you remember the story of David, and David was a shepherd, and, and David explained that when he was a shepherd watching over his father's sheep, that there were times where he fought off bears and he fought off lions that were trying to attack the flock. And David, as the shepherd, defended the flock against bears and lions. Jesus is is our shepherd. He's the good shepherd. And he defends us and he fights for us and he protects us uh, from the things that come against us from our enemy who goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, right? And Jesus protects us from our enemy, but God did not protect Judah as, as a shepherd. He wasn't a shepherd to them when they were in their rebellion. In fact, he, he, he turned against them in a sense, and he was like a bear. He was like a lion who ambushed them and tore them to pieces. God was against them. He has bent his bow. And set me up as a target for the arrow. He has caused the arrows of his quiver to pierce my loins. Now elsewhere, many times in the Bible, especially in the Psalms, it talks about how the Lord is our shield. And he protects us. He protects us against the fiery darts of the enemy. But, but for the people of Judah, he was no longer their shield He's the one firing the arrows now. He's the one shooting at them. And he caused the arrows of his quiver to pierce my loins. I have become the ridicule of all my people, their taunting songs all the day. He has filled me with bitterness. He has made me drink wormwood. It It was a bitter mixture that was poisonous, made you sick. He has also broken my teeth with gravel and covered me with ashes. That's pretty colorful, a colorful description there in verse 16. He has broken my teeth with gravel and covered me with ashes. In, in the Middle East, what they would do, and what this is talking about, is they would, uh, they would bake bread over an open fire on the ground uh, and they would maybe use a stone that they would spread the dough out on the stone to cook the bread. They, the Bedouins still do a similar thing in the Middle East. They, they use kind of a little metal uh, upside down pot that they would use to spread the dough over the pot and then it cooks it over the fire. But as they were cooking the bread over the fire, uh, if, you know, if the wind would kick up, uh, you know, Sand would blow into your bread, or ashes would blow into your bread. If you've ever been camping, you've had that experience, or backpacking, where you're trying to cook something over an open fire, and you get dirt in it, right? Or you get ashes in it. That, that's, that's what he's describing here. 
You know, it's, it's, I've, I'm breaking my teeth on the gravel. The bread is crunchy because of all the, all the dirt. Today, today we would say, he made me eat dirt. You know, he made me eat dirt. He's broken my teeth with gravel and covered me with, with ashes. I'm, I'm like a piece of dirty bread. He made me eat dirt. Look at verse 17. Again, the way of the transgressor is hard. You have moved my soul far from peace. You have moved my soul far from peace. I have forgotten prosperity. And I think about what the stock market's done over the last week. I hope we don't forget prosperity. I <laughs> hope it comes back to us again soon. But my soul is far from peace. You know, Judah was full of anxiety and fear and worry. They were no longer prospering as a people. And I said, my strength and my hope have perished from the Lord. My strength and my hope have, have perished. The Bible says the Lord is our strength. The Lord is our refuge and our strength. We read that tonight in Psalm 46. The Lord is our hope. But the people of Judah and the people of Jerusalem, they were not trusting in the Lord. They were not trusting in His strength. And so their hope and their strength perished. Remember my affliction and roaming the wormwood and the gall. My soul still remembers and sinks within me. You know, just this sinking feeling the people of Judah experienced because of the circumstances in their nation. Because of the devastation that had come upon their country. The whole land, every city was affected by the Babylonians. Every city destroyed. Every city burned to the ground. In particular, Jerusalem and the temple. You remember the descriptions that we've seen here in Lamentations and, and even earlier in the book of Jeremiah, how the, the, the temple was destroyed and burned to the ground and, and how the walls of the city were torn down, the gates of the city were removed and burned, the people were dying, there were people dead in the streets. You remember the descriptions of the, the children dying in the streets and the babies dying in their mother's arms as, as Jeremiah is walking through the streets of Jerusalem and he sees all of the devastation that has come upon their nation. All of the hardship. And then we come to verse 21. And verse 21 is, is what I... Beginning of verse 21. This is, this is what I really... Uh, really what I want to focus on for us tonight. I, I think it really speaks into our circumstances. What happens beginning in verse 21 is Jeremiah begins now. Verse 21... After walking through Jerusalem and the streets of Jerusalem and, and seeing just, just all of the devastation and all of the death and all of the hardship and all of the suffering, which has him weeping. Remember in earlier chapters, he's weeping as he's walking through the street because it's just so uh, unbelievable what has happened to the nation. 
That's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. Thanks for joining us as we learn from the Book of Lamentations together. This book can be complex, but the writer was very clear when he wrote that the Lord is faithful even in the midst of trials and tribulations. Put your hope in the living God, and He will meet you where you're at. If you'd like to hear this message again or more teachings from Pastor Dan, we invite you to visit our website, calvaryec.com. There you'll have access to our library of previous messages, available to listen to online or download to take with you on the go. That website again is calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Each time we post a new teaching, you'll get a notification and be able to listen right away. We'd like to take a moment to ask you to partner with us as we continue to build this ministry. God is using programs like Ring of Truth to share the message of the gospel through a virtual mission field. Now, more than ever, people are being reached through radio and online teachings. We're so glad we can be a part of it, and we're eager to see where God will take us next. Would you join us in seeking God's will for this ministry? We know God listens to the prayers of His people, and we appreciate you partnering with us in this way. Thanks for joining us today. In our next edition, Pastor Dan will continue teaching verse by verse through the book of Lamentations, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes It's true.